Hi, Gay Watchers. It's Leanne. Hi, everyone. It's Juliette. Welcome to the K-Watch Party. Today, we have Marry My Husband, episode five and six. We've got college flashbacks and a drunk G1. Let's get into it. Leanne, how was your week? Your hair is looking very nice today. Thank you. I got it cut yesterday. I went shaggy mom bob okay it's a lot shorter than i've been wearing it in the last few years it's like i feel like a, it's like a very mom haircut oh do you, it but it looks so stylish well you know i'm on day two. Oh, right because then she <laughs> blew it out and did yeah. the, the curls it looks very it looks chic when it's like day two you're just like desperate it's like how many days do yeah. you desperately try to keep right your I, i'm usually doing half of the can of dry shampoo so that just stays and then like don't move my head while i'm sleeping i'm like should i like what how many dinners can i go out to <laughs> right right how many selfies should i take just to like memorialize this one moment yes. in time the one or two days where your hair looks It's prime. Well, I have not had good hair for a very long time. And I did not take, well, I I didn't take good care of it, but I also didn't get like good cuts for a while. And so I've, one of my goals for this year, for February. Oh my God, add it to the freaking list. I know. It's not, not the list is getting overwhelming because I have too many, but. It's like a scroll. It is a scroll. And it just like hits the floor and it just like keeps rolling. Honestly, I get anxiety sometimes thinking about it. So I need to pare it down. Okay. But isn't one of your goals to have less anxiety? It is. So (laughs) one of my goals is to learn how to do my hair because I am in my forties and I just don't really know how to do it. So it looks good. Is it because your cut isn't right or you just don't know how to style the cut you've got? Yeah, I don't. Well, previously the cut I had was she just chopped it and it looked so bad that I would just put it up all the time. And then this recent cut I got was very stylish, but you have to style it. Otherwise it looks just too shaggy. We have to be like low maintenance people. I I mean, I'm such a low, I've been low maintenance since I was basically born. I've never been the kind of person who puts in a lot of effort. It's, it's tough for me now to have to put it. And I always look at women who have their hair done. I'm like, what time did you wake up? You know, but I think the magic wand, like a lot of the tools now make it so easy to make it look like you did a lot. The magic wand is still hard for me. But <laughs> I saw Do we need a this- tutorial? Do we need a magic uh, we wand We do. Tutorial? So uh, that's my, that, after this recording, I'm going to go watch some tutorials. But one of the girls that I follow on TikTok that I really like, she used the thing that you curl into your hair that like long tubey thing. It's a tubey right? thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called. It's like satin and then you curl yeah. your hair around it and then you go to sleep. And then she was saying that she had this hair and traveled to Paris and all day was out doing influencer stuff and her hair was still great. And she's Asian. So I was like, okay, she, she has similar hair texture But I think me. your hair isn't long enough for that. I know. My hair is is on the shorter side. I think your hair is the right length for a little, like what I've got going on now, which is yes. just a little, like a light curl. I really want to be put together. This is my year. This is my decade, you know? Well, it's Feb. <laughs> yeah, I'm February. That was my goal for February. So uh-huh. we're only, what, 10 days in. So. I'm talking to my hairstylist and we were talking about just like kind of woke mob and people just like, right. like the younger generation just like can't take a joke and like we can't say anything about anybody. And it reminded me of our two-star review on iTunes. That Which really- we haven't talked about on this podcast, yes. There was a two-star review where somebody was very offended by our nicknames that we gave to the Singles Inferno S- cast members. Specifically, specifically, Boobs McGee, who was Anne Min Young, right? And we gave her that nickname because when she, on the first episode of Coming Out, 
she was just i mean every boobs single askew. every single outfit her tits were out yeah okay? so anyway so we called her boobs McGee, and then this one reviewer did not like it and thought we were object- objectifying her which is i say probably fair it's fair right anyway. but it's also we all have different realities so right. you know like yes. and then she says you know there was this woman that was uh, a mom at my school and her boobs were always out and i saved her in my phone as boobs mcgee no swear no oh my god that is so but yeah, no, how funny is it that we both went with Boobs McGee? Is that a, I don't know. Did I pull that from somewhere? I just made I that up. I was just thinking, is that a thing? I actually thought, I thought you made it up. I thought so too. But maybe it's like in the deep recess of my brain from something. I don't know. Google, Ju- Juliet's Googling it right now. But anyway. Okay, do not look this up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, talk about bad Google searches. <laughs> Last week, I was Googling murdering my husband and this week you're googling it definitely is a phrase so you've heard it somewhere i must have heard it somewhere but what it's i'm gonna say it okay, okay? <laughs> you could beep out all of these words okay but this is what the the urban dictionary definition is someone who is absolutely obsessed with sucking on nips this person male or female has the hardest nips anyone could imagine <laughs> I don't know in what context I would have ever heard that term. But Tits McGee started out meaning mm. a woman with awesome perky or voluptuous breasts. So you, okay. you must have heard this. I before. must have. All right. Anyway, how funny is that? Anything up with you this week? Valentine's Day is coming up. Are you doing it for Valentine's Day? We, I mean, I tried to be cute and usually get like underwear for my husband and like a chocolate or something. But this year... Underwear, like sexy crotchless. Underwear. By the because- foot. Underwear. <laughs> Foot by the foot underwear. Does that exist? I wish it was foot by the foot. Oh. <laughs> More like by the centimeters. <laughs> by the millimeters. Uh, no, um, you know, just like, just as a fun thing, not anything like sexy. Does, does sexy men's underwear even exist? Well, I guess it's like I a banana not. hammock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my husband offered to buy me a new oversized sweater because I wear the one that I've been wearing for the last four years since basically since the pandemic started. It was like really nice with like a bright-ish green and now it's like a mud green Dulled. because I've worn it so much and he really wants me to get rid of it but I love it so I said no I actually want a tarot card reading because there was this man that we you and I had met before through a friend and he was so spot on and amazing and I would love to have him back. So I asked for a session with him. So, I mean, I have two things here. The sweatshirt, like, let's just go back to your year of glowing up. And so I feel like you talk a lot about how your husband hoards things and how he has clothes from many years ago and you will not give up your sweater. The thing is, I don't hoard things. I, this is like one of five sweaters. This is the only thing yeah. that you're holding on I to. I love it, but... I think you're right. I filmed a TikTok of myself in the sweater and I was watching it and I was like, I look tore up, you know? So I will, I I will let that go. Maybe let him buy you a new sweatshirt. What's the second thing? Tarot card, I think is a great idea because you do, we're talking about the scroll of long things you want to achieve for the year. I feel like we loved the tarot card reading when we did it. It was very fun. It was so fun. And I think ultimately it's not even the answers he gave us to the questions we asked him it was just the asking of the question yes that really I thought helped me at least kind of zero in and focus on yeah. maybe like give you a little, a little bit of clarity whereas yeah. I think when you talk to friends or people in your life there's a filter that they're speaking from right whereas this is a completely neutral party so and he kind of helped put some stories together in our minds and so 
you know, I, I haven't talked that much about it, but I do have maybe like six different ventures that I'm working on. It's six too many, maybe five too many, you know, five so too many. I need to figure out where my life is headed. Maybe he'll give you a little bit of honing in on yes. all the things you're working on. Maybe one of the things that the tarot card reader will tell us is about our past lives. I did hear that there is a person who will do like past life readings. Oh yeah. Oh, no, I used to do that when I was a oh, kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, like these Chinese fortune tellers. You, know, you guys I've, have fortune tellers, Yeah, right? but my family is pretty Christian, so mm. we didn't do... It's funny because we don't do stuff like that, but then my mom will be like, oh, this person, he wants your... Um, he wants your... Birthday. Birthday yeah. and what time? And he's just going to like... You know, just, just tell us a little bit of something, you know. And so when my son was born, we did do that. And it was really fascinating because, you know, a part of me is like, ah, it's kind of a joke and it's just for fun. But then another part of me thinks about that a lot, the thing that that person said. And a lot of it is true. Uh, Dude, it's I've fascinating. Seen, I've seen some kind of unbelievable things with mm. these fortune tellers where yeah. you're like, huh, is this a trick? We we also view these things in the lens of how we want to perceive them and how right. we want to you know it's like horoscopes right you read a horoscope and you're like 90% of it doesn't actually apply and then the 10% that does it's like oh it's all right Susan Miller's amazing okay also can I tell you a side note Susan Miller said that on February 9th someone is going to betray me and I was like is that Leanne (laughs) I was so nervous about today (laughs) Susan Miller someone very close to me whether it's my spouse or my business partner is going to betray me and I was like oh no oh no what's gonna happen I mean, what am I going to be assuming to you? That's why I was like, what is she going to do? Um, anyway, so the past live readings, they'll tell you what you were in yes. a past life. So what yes. do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, they told me I was a, I got to verify this with my mom, but uh, that I was told I was like a sleeping goddess in previous lives. And so I remember this because my swim coach, I told my swim coach this and he would just call me that. And so that was my <laughs> nickname. Um, but I do sleep a lot. <laughs> I could sleep anywhere. Do you? Oh, I yeah. did, wait, I didn't know this about you. Oh, no, you. I can sleep. I mean, even just this last weekend, we went up to Tahoe. Yeah. And we were stuck in a snowstorm. Yeah. A, usually a three-hour drive took seven hours to go up there. I did not drive the entire time. I napped about four of those seven hours. It just what? in the car. And it was like a very stressful situation because three to four of those hours were on like snow. It was very nerve-wracking. I just slept. Wow. <laughs> did that upset your husband? He'd rather have me sleeping and quiet than just chattering his ear off. Right. I, I've never had a past life reading, but I must have been some kind of anxious busybody. <laughs> I cannot nap like, for the life oh, of me. For sure. And I don't sleep well. You don't, so. yeah. Past lives. Past lives. That was my transition into the show recap. Episode five of Mary, My Husband. We start with a drunk scene. I love a great drunk scene in these dramas because normally you know these lead actresses are very like they hold themselves back there's just a lot of staring and silences there's no touching a touch is like such a big deal (laughs) but when they're drunk they just let go but this girl was like she was blackout wasted yeah right because she clearly does not remember this right the thing i love about park min young also the actress she just is like totally okay with looking foolish Mm. Not a lot of these prime actresses are willing to look silly. And I think she really goes for it here. She looks like the girl from The Ring. (laughs) Her face, her head's down, her hair's over her face. But then the pink blush all over her cheeks. But do you ever, have you ever gotten so black out drunk that you don't remember? I, I'm not sure if this is unique to me, but I always piece things together the next day. 
Oh, no, I don't. Oh, you don't? Oh, there no. are things that oh, where yeah. you're like, I don't remember at oh, all yeah. what happened? Oh, yeah. No, totally. It used to be like, I'd have to be like blackout drunk and I would not remember a thing. And you could tell me and I wouldn't remember. Now, it's even like three glasses of wine the next day. Sometimes really? I kind of can't remember how I got home. Yeah. Oh, wow. But in the moment, like, you know, I don't ever act super drunk. Yeah, you don't. But you know what's, and I don't know, do I act super drunk? No. But I remember, even if I'm like, blackout I will remember everything the next day wow I mean it'll start to like come together that's why when I watch things like this or I see people who are like oh I don't remember anything I'm like is that really believable oh no but I guess it is it's just our brain cells dying (laughs) (laughs) and our brains also being like yo stop doing this yeah, so I just, I really like a good drunk scene. But and it, it actually all came together. I, yes. I really liked Five and Six because I was like, okay, this now makes sense. Right. I'm into this show because it's cute and there is a backstory behind this. Before, for four episodes, it was like, what? How? how why is he so into her? So the drunk scene is a flashback to their time in college. We see that this is when they first meet. And so... A moment that actually, right, we've only seen their interactions from Jiwon's perspective so far. And this is from Jihuk's perspective. Yes. And so for her, she didn't know this happened, which is so cute. It is. That is pretty cute. She crunched her glasses. And so she couldn't see the whole night. So I guess she, okay, so we answered there the question. That. Yeah. She doesn't, she does have a prescription. We said last right. week. That's right. She was trying to hide her face. Right. So it wasn't fake glasses. She does have a prescription. It's not that bad. Because if you can still wander the world... And get home without your glasses on, then, you know, you're maybe like a 200. Boyfriend just broke up with her. It's been three months since her dad died. She has, re- she's really sad. She talks about how she feels like a loser with Sumin and like she can't get a hold of Sumin. And she's basically insinuating that perhaps Sumin and her boyfriend are hooking up. Like she mm, kind of seems yeah, to know. Because right. she's like, oh, my boyfriend hasn't been responding and I can't get a hold of Sumin. So it feels like Sumin's behavior of stealing her boyfriends has been a thread throughout their relationship. We see hunky GM pre-makeover, college, like army haircut. Yeah. He's got good friends, chicken boys Yeah, the chicken him. delivery guy. Chicken crew. And the chicken restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. Those are his friends. He was telling her that when they were lying down, I think that he has his half-sister. Mm-hmm. So the cheerful girl now we know is his half-sister, which is probably why he has felt very like lonely because his mom died, died early. And that's kind of their connection point now. I would like to note that this drama has a lot of really funny jokes that are not obvious and, and they don't translate it because it's quite hard to do. But in the judo scene, on the back of their uniform, it says, Cheyukbukum. And pork, stir-fried pork is Cheyukbukum. But physical education is Cheyuk. Okay. So they, they put the two stir-fried pork and physical education words together. So cheyukpokum. So that's like, they did a little play on words. I, like They do a lot of really like cute things like that. And I do think you're right. The Amazon translation, even I can tell it's poor. Yeah, there are there were a few scenes that I picked up too where um, the translation was not complete. And so it didn't quite capture what was being said. And it's really tough because I feel like there's some pretty like moving moments and moving conversations. But I walked away being like, what was just said? Kind of didn't convey, I think, the meaning they're trying to convey. But anyway, I loved this flashback scene. We're finally seeing where his feelings for her came from. You know, she always just saw him as a sullen GM at the office, but he's been looking at her for so many years as this very kind, you know, taking care of this stray kitten, right. like lonely, sad, but sweet girl who just like doesn't have anybody. And he just never 
went after her. He like never took his chance with her. So they take care of a stray kitten together, but she doesn't know that he's on the other side of it. And he's just like helping her take care of the stray right. kitten. And, okay, so then the stray kitten. The flashback ends with him diving for the kitten in the middle of the road. Right. And potentially getting hit by a yes. car. Okay, so at this point, I was like, does he die? Has he been dying over and over? Because we constantly see him like waking up. He's always doing that, like, laying down, his eyes just sudden. Right. And that feels like he does that in the hospital in the scene before. And he just does a lot of this, like, waking up. And so that always, to me, signifies, like, oh, new life. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, which I think it gets debunked later, I was like, is this not his second life? Has he been, is he really a cat? That's what I wrote down. (laughs) Well, I I was thinking that, too. Is he embodied in this cat? Right. But the cat also... Because it's making so, it, it, it has, it seemingly has nine lives, right? It keeps like yeah. making new appearances. Or is it the same cat from college? So the, so in 2013, I think this cat is the college is the, cat. But the cat that he almost runs over in 2023 is some it's random cat. It's got to be a cat. different cat. Yeah. But it's just, you know, obviously it's like very heavy handed symbolism yes, from this right. writer, which is like, this is a cat. Yeah. Yeah, you know keeps what? showing up. You know what happens with cats? So anyway, I for a hot second thought he was a cat. Did you also see the cat was eating hanyak? Like was in a it? jelly oh, pack, you know? Oh, only, only, only in cats, Korea, right? honestly. Okay, so then we come back from the flashback. We come to new life. He is looking fine. He really is. I got to say. Oh my Glasses off really Ooh. is the way to go. <laughs> they had something there. We're hopping on the anti-glasses bandwagon. I was like, she is beautiful. She is. And I didn't I didn't recognize it previously when she had the glasses on. <laughs> so sad. So sad. So, you know, he's looking so good. His suit fits. He's got his vest on. You know, like, oof, three piece. I just want to tear that vest off. Oh, damn. Yeah, no. It was... It was, uh, mama was thirsty. Mom, yeah, exactly. Um, Driving up in our minivan. That's right. Get hopping. We didn't get a membership club makeover for him. I feel like we were robbed. We need to see him like take on and off some yes. shirts and try them on. This weird Easter egg that keeps coming up is Rogento, German pharmaceutical stock. Maybe she's about to become a millionaire. She must be. The conversation that threw me off was, with this time travel timeline thing is grandpa gets word of Rogenthal and he's like, how come Jihyuk is Buying investing them. in this random right. stock? There's nothing mm-hmm. stock. And then he's, so like now these heavy hitters are buying into Rogenthal. So is the So he's able to twist the... Move the market. Move the market, yeah. Yeah. So is he moving the market in 2013 so that in 2023 it actually does well? So like if we didn't have this time jump, like they would never have invested in Rogenthal. Like would, you know, this is like this back and forth of like, did the market surge because these money movers got in at 2013? But did they only get in in 2013 because Park Min Young's character came back in time and like incepted everybody that Rogenthal was a thing? Maybe the whole point is is to get her deadbeat husband off Off so that he doesn't make money. So he is investing in a loser stock. Yeah, TKU or something that. Right. She pushed him to invest his money in that stock because she knows in the future it's going to have a scandal and it's going to tank. Yes. And so it's, it's driving him to go broke. What else happens in episode five? We get a little backstory of Sumin and her friendship in college. In college, she would 
visit from Busan. Yeah. Which is a far train ride, it is right? It's far. And she won seems to have been the smart one so she went to a good college and so she kind of was maybe riding on her coattails a little bit but also didn't have anyone else so she would cling on to her right I don't know if this is meant to like make us feel a little bad for her that she just doesn't have anybody just like G1 I think also they could have fleshed this out a little bit more but I do think that there is maybe some empathy for how they became friends and why she won't embrace her so much mm-hmm. because she doesn't seem that nice to her. No. But she won't also have very low self-esteem, right. it seems. And so she kind of took in whoever would give her that attention. Right. So I think that's what that was. I think this drama doesn't do a great job of fleshing out that storyline. They like move on very quickly. The motivations behind the Jiwon Sumin friendship to me are not clear yet. Like why is Sumin like this? You don't just become this way. Like there's got to be, she's got to have like trauma in her backstory, right? Right. And we just haven't seen it yet. So it's like very hard to take her as like a good villain Mm -hmm. because she's just being a villain to be a villain. But we don't know why. And I I hope that in the future we get a little bit more Sumin backstory. I mean, she was probably ignored by her parents. Uh, (laughs) You know, there was another scene where the middle manager had an outburst and then he told she wanted to go move his car or something. And... I mean, maybe in 2013, that could have been believable. But um, I was thinking also when I was an intern at a news office and in D.C., it was 2002 or 2003. So even more believable then. And there was a woman who was on the writer's team and she was cleaning out the refrigerator and everyone just let her, you know, like nobody said anything except for one young newscaster and he's like no this is not your job wow but nobody else spoke up because back then that's sort of what women did in the office you know and just I was hoping that she won in her newfound confidence would be like F you I'm not gonna go move your car I really thought that was what it was coming yeah she 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 scratched the car a little bit (laughs) yeah just key it on the side I thought she was gonna maybe find something incriminating in the car that's what I thought too and Mm. then or maybe her and Sumin because Sumin came out of the elevator then to sort of indicate to her like oh I'm here for you Mm -hmm. I'm here to comfort you that they would like get into a fight but nothing no, it was no. a kind of a throwaway incident. It was. Yeah, there's so many red herrings in this show too yeah. that I was like, un- this was a, such an unnecessary scene. We're getting some nice plot movement with these flashbacks, but the conversations are all kind of slow. Editing and the direction is like, there's just a lot of the two leads standing, staring at each other. I was like, this needs to be a drinking game. Like the number of times these two leads are just standing and staring at each yeah. other, you know? That's why sometimes it's unbelievable that they're so into each other. In a lot of these dramas, I'm like, you're not even talking. Yeah, they don't actually have conversations because it's a lot of just like unspoken <laughs> feelings through your eyeballs, right through your you eyes. know, that are zooming across the five feet of space. Yeah, in that only you. come out when you get wasted. That's right. We also see a little bit of Chef. In this episode, Jiwon meets up with him after work. Again, why is he in here? He is trying to impress her with expensive wine. She, I mean, she's, I think, happy to reconnect with him. But I think She does that, look really happy with him, though. Yeah. She does seem yeah. to shine with him. We do see that, and I'm sure it'll come up later. Or maybe not, because there's a lot of <laughs> loose threads that nobody ever talks about ever again on the show. But she sees that Sumin had copied her handwriting. Right. Perfectly. Yes. She was like, no, this looks like my handwriting, but I didn't write this. So Suman has that in her back pocket. 
So that'll be very dangerous. There's another thing where they didn't fully translate it. It said, do you think everyone likes you because you're popular? I'm going to throw up. You're so annoying. Don't ever act like you know me. That was the full, that was what it was. That's what it said. But the translation was like, do you think everyone likes you because you're popular? Yeah, that that's it. what, it, that was the translation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, we missed so much. Oh, the translation, you know, Bezos, get it together. Let's get some yeah, translation. And then also the ads. Do you have ads on yours I now? I do have ads now. It and came this is up. new. This it is came new. up. Maybe yeah. because we made the show so popular that like everyone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but I was just like, this is, and then you can't play it on like a two speed. Uh, the thing about the chef in these awkward moments is they're not making him that viable of a partner for her. Like in a terms of a love triangle, they've totally stacked the cards for hunky GM. Chef is just her first love. Yeah. And he, and he doesn't seem to be otherwise right. like a viable candidate. No. And it's not even like he's trying to get to know her. Yeah. He's stuck on these like feelings from when he was 14 or 15. Right. Which isn't enough. Yeah. But I also think that they're not fleshing this out because... There may be something else coming later. I was actually kind of shipping chef with cheerful coworker. I think that could work. Because there was that phone so. call with the cake. Yeah, where she's like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And like And he was like, who is that? Yeah. You know? Maybe that's a breadcrumb. Really yeah, she needs she needs some action, that girl. Cheerful coworker needs more to do in the show. She's also going hard. Like she her character, she's like really playing into it. And she brings such a breath of energy that yes. is really lacking with everybody yes. else. So one of the last uh, scenes of episode 5 is Debbie's husband, who's Debbie's boyfriend right now, is rightfully suspicious of where Jiwon keeps going. He follows her to a playground. Confronts oh her right, yes. About like yes. where have you been? What are you doing? What are you sneaking around for? Another hole in this show though is they have the worst relationship. I don't see them being affectionate towards each other. I don't even know. They're not really explaining how they got married. Right. I mean, in in that like, she's clearly not that into him. Yes. And. Well, she's not that into him now because she has reviled feelings towards him. Right. Because she sees Because she now, knows what right? happens yeah. later. But also he's not very nice to her. No. The way that he's like berating her yeah. about the stock and he's like, he's just, he's not affectionate. Yeah. But I think that he is using her for her money. Yeah. And she's so submissive, she'll give it to him. And how little she thought of herself. That this guy was the guy Despite she the way that he treated her, yeah. that she gave into it. Yeah. So we see him basically like grab her in this, empty playground right and who comes to save her but hunky, hunky gm because he is now literally stalking her okay if this guy was not hunky he would have a restraining order against him <laughs> yes i'm sorry to say you know the pretty pretty privilege in this country or in this world yeah if you're not good looking and you're following someone around like that 100 feet you need to yeah. put yourself 100 feet from this person hunky gm beats up the husband the husband runs away and then he's straight up confesses we gotta go back and he's just like i really like you i love that scene i love that scene because in these shows like nobody ever says their real feelings right and everything has to be interpreted and everything's misinterpreted this guy is just like nope i'm gonna tell you did you notice though his eyes are mismatched some cream people will have uh the double eyelid yeah. right you have a fold up of your eye yeah and when one is bigger than the other, uh -huh. you're call, it's called chak Okay. So they're, they're mismatched. My daughter has that. 
She has one fold and one non-fold. Oh. Yeah. So her one eye looks, the fold eye looks a lot bigger. (laughs) So she looks like she's kind of like winking. She always looks like she's kind of winking at you. Or giving you a suspicious. (laughs) You can't tell in real life, but in photos for sure, I'm like, is this a, where's where you wink? Are you a mid wink? Or is this just your eye? But what Korean people say about that is that you're a nalari, which means you're basically a player. Well, interesting. Yeah. My eyes are tuk Are they? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> One is slightly bigger than the other. But I was like, oh, he, and it was just like a, such a good zoom in mm-hmm. into his face. I'm like, we haven't had this. I love it. It's also satisfying. I'm loving him just for how straightforward he is. It's very refreshing. He also clears up. His sister thing too. He just called. He's like, let me just clear this up with you. Right. Like, let's just clear this misunderstanding. And in a lot of other dramas, it wouldn't have been mentioned. And she would have gone on thinking and he wouldn't have known that she thought, you know, they were just Yeah, he up. would have been agonizing. Yeah. I guess in that way, it is satisfying that they like kind of resolve things mm-hmm. and then they move on. Yes. So at the end of episode five, they walk back to her apartment. And then he collapses on her shoulder. It almost looks like he's going for the kiss. Yeah. I, and then I was like, does he have narcolepsy? <laughs> Also, or did he die again? He like literally falls right. It's a cat. <laughs> yeah, uh, he literally falls on her. He's like twice her size. She would have crumpled like a piece of paper if all his her dead knees would have weight buckled. fell on her. They go to the hospital. How she got his body into <laughs> a? I have dragged friends like drunken, passed out bodies before. Just like they're just dead yes. weight. Oh, it's impossible. Impossible. Anyway, they get to the hospital. Maybe it was an ambulance. And they just offer a CT scan. Of course. Yeah, obviously. Why not? It's impossible to do that here in the US. Yeah. Also, the doctor said stress made his brain shut down. Is that a diagnosis? Brain shutdown? <laughs> is that a thing? Is he the one to get the cancer? Right. Why is he passing out? Because somebody, under her theory, somebody has to get it, yes, right? Yes. And she's trying to pass it on to Sumin. Yes. They were, I think they were kind of um, drawing us along here to second guess what was going on. Right. He confesses again outside the hospital. I'm just loving so much confession. Oh, just so many confessions. But for her, she's probably like, who are you? I don't even like, you are a blip in my life. Yeah. So, and right now I'm trying to avoid death. Yeah. I have got bigger things on my mind than all your Kobex. Meanwhile, while they're at the hospital and this is happening, Sumin and Debbie's husband are starting their affair. And it was obvious that Sumin really just wanted whoever Chiwon was with, right? So I think your theory that in college, when Chiwon was sad and drunk because her boyfriend had broken up with her and Sumin was missing, that probably was true because we're in Sumin's head and she's like, oh, this is the best of, of Chiwon's boyfriends. But did this happen this early in the past life, you think? Like, was this happening before they got married? Yeah, that's a, that. Life? I found that to be unbelievable because right. do you think Sumin would have sat around and be like, yeah, go ahead, get married? Curious in the past life if it happened, started this early or is it also just happening now because she seems to be pushing them together more than they had been before. So she's pushing them together faster so that it will happen quicker. Um, not that much happens in episode six, I'd say. Uh, other than that, we do get a lot of drama around this meal kit proposal. And yeah. It's all just meant to like show us that she's finding her footing. And I also think it gives us context as to Sumin's real personality because she was orchestrating this behind her back with the middle manager. And so now we understand, I mean, we don't understand 
what Su Min's motivation is, but we know that she really dislikes Ji Won or she's trying very hard to sabotage her life. The thing about that middle manager, have you seen his pictures? Mm-mm. Like his real life pictures? He's actually not that bad looking because he, he has a little bit more hair in real life. You know, they made him balding, which is really unfortunate as a man. When you start right. to bald, you don't get as much respect. But he's a pretty good looking guy. I find his relationship with that other assistant manager, the really quiet one who is meant to be his right-hand man. I just call her Meek Coworker. Meek Coworker. <laughs> She's one of the two, right? Meek Coworker. She just sits around and like doesn't help Jiwon and is seeing him basically steal this project away from Jiwon and take all the credit and she just doesn't do anything. One of the cute scenes in this episode was the judo scenes. Did you do mm-hmm. Did you do martial arts when you were a kid? I did Taekwondo for a very long time. I have my the backstory. I, I've told this story many times. I don't know if you've heard it. I was up for my black belt. Oh, I did not. No, hear you this. didn't. No. I was up for my black belt, and we had like a really old master, as they call him, Sabomnim, and he took the money for the black belt test, which is very expensive, of course. And then he passed away, and then his son took over, and I'm assuming like. Maybe my parents paid paid in cash or something, but they were like, sorry, we have no record. You have to pay again. And my parents were like, no, screw this. You're not, we're not going to pay again for you to get a black belt. So I tell everybody actually probably was a black belt, but nobody believes me because I don't have the the card or the belt to show it, but I was up for the testing. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. Stolen from you in the last moment. Um, so if I tried to do a flying sidekick, I probably will pull a muscle while doing it, but I'll show it to you. I think they could have done this a little bit earlier, but I love that they're like really bringing the two of them together and he's very proactive with her. You're right. It's not a lot of like behind the scenes, like creeping behind her, but it's like, I'm going to go for it. Also, I like that he's not being pushy about it because in this meal kit proposal, he could have easily overridden everything. He gave her some judo skills, gave her some words of encouragement and let her do it herself. So we see, you know, the uh, meal kit thing blow up in the manager's face. The manager and then the executive who's on the airplane that they had they had previewed that previously. And now we get to see that full flush scene. And then they crumble. They're like basically kicked out. And so she can now put her name on the proposal. Because previously they were like, oh, there's too many names. And so you, your name doesn't belong on here. But now she has her name on it. So she feels good. She's changed the course of, of history there. Yes. Right? Yes. In, that, in that way. It's her first big win in her new life. Because in the previous life, they overrode her and she never got credit for it. And Suman got on it and got pro- promoted. Yeah. To this point, reversed one bad thing that happened. Yeah. She's celebrating on top of the roof. This is this scene for me was pivotal. Well, I was so excited for her and she like she was looking out into this whole skyline and then like she's listening to BTS. Yes. Which then I was like, oh, because this is a CJ Entertainment show. Ah. So they clearly didn't have to like go out and pay for those rights. Um, and then like, to be honest, I was a little confused at first when she was yeah, talking to him. I was like, what is this placement? Is she dating one of these BTS yeah, guys? Yeah, like, what like, is God, it? Are they going really hard with this BTS? Yeah. Just because they're in the army. They're like wanting to keep them alive. Or sometimes, you know, like they'll be the uh, OST, the, the, the yes, main song, right. but it doesn't sound like their no. main song. I was like, this is such a weird placement, but we see. Then she, she tells him, oh, I was really looking for dynamite or spring. Or, and then he says, oh, I love spring day. 
But she's like, but I can't find it. And then both of them stare at each other with these huge eyes. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and then, I mean, thank goodness for the on the nose symbolism here. Because then they put on the screen, um, Dynamite was like 2017. And One Spring Day was, I don't, I don't remember, 2019 or something. And then they're like, it's 2013. Dun, dun, dun. That was a great way to reveal to each other. Yes. That was I love so that. That was pinnacle. This is a peak moment for me. We end episode six there. So now they both know that they're both from the future. Yeah. And it's amazing. I can't wait to see what happens next. Okay. So next week we've got episodes seven and eight. Well, speaking to our future selves, I hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day. Oh, same. You too. I hope you get what you want. Both a sweater and a tarot card reading and your husband uh, does not wear a banana hammock. We will oh, be, dear God. <laughs> we will be back. Hope you guys join us and we will see you then. Bye. Bye.